Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast, your absolute number one leaders in the clubhouse for World Cup betting content. Uh, thank you guys so much. We are actually recording here on Thanksgiving Day. Ball does not sleep, so we are thankful for each and every listener that we have. Uh, we're thankful for all of our guests that came on over the past couple of weeks. So if you guys haven't seen it already, we have a USA preview with uh, the guys that scuffed the podcast. We have a Team Canada preview with our boy Angelo Zada. Um, and then a great Portugal preview with uh, Zach Lowry. So um, appreciate all those guys for coming on. We have a couple of more things for you this week, but Scotty and I are here to just run down very quickly the results so far in match day one and get you guys previewed up for match day two. So Scotty, uh, we are back from Vegas. We're both on the brink of death, I feel like. How are you doing? Or is it yeah, just me? <laughs> no, I definitely think I've recovered a bit. Um, I think it helps knowing that we got out there, got out of there at the right time because we were hot for the first two, three days and then yeah. um, had to stop placing bets because we had the flights home. But uh, though that's where, where things Worked went south. in our like, favor. <laughs> yeah, it went south for us. I mean, again, didn't have any bets placed. Not a big deal. But some of the picks that we kind of gave out to to – the, the listeners here may not have hit, but it seems to be that was the case for, for a lot of the, the people that were, were putting out bits, uh, yeah. bets. Um, so tough, tough day four, I guess it was uh, obviously the Germany, Japan match, I think was the, the big upset in that day, yep. but um, you know, Argentina, we know we didn't, didn't perform to, to your liking. So there, there were some definitely surprises um, that, that happened. I think we were expecting something to hit just, uh, yeah. I don't know that we would have tabbed Argentina or, or, um, or Germany is that's the two coach yeah. claims he has Germany had had South Korea I don't know it, it, can someone confirm that I need a listener that I don't recall it but if you heard coach say that South Korea was going to beat your or Japan was going to beat Germany yeah no, I believe I do believe it um because I, I he has said that before I, I believe he said it on the show um and I know that you know one of the comments I made and I'm still high in Uruguay and I know you're you're much higher than all of us but um they're going through something that I think every team is going through right now. They're struggling to score goals. Um, so definitely, you know, not, not surprised with how South Korea organized their team and, and came to play, but definitely um, I, I think we're all a little concerned with the lack of goals in this world cup. Um, so but let's just get right into it. Let's go through um, the matches so far. Um, just catch everybody up, give our, our thoughts really quickly. Um, so, you know, Group A, um, match day one, I think uh, happy to have been very, very right on this one. Um, you know, we were definitely worried about a little bit of, of shenanigans with Qatar and and, um, and Ecuador. Um, it looked like after, what, the first five or six minutes, that was going to be the case where Ecuador had a goal ruled out. Um, so, you know, that was right <laughs> when Scotty and I were in sports book, we were freaking the fuck out. Uh, but Qatar, they might just be the worst team ever to make it to a World Cup. I don't think uh, – did they even see 30% of the ball? I mean, it was just one-way traffic. Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't look like they logged. They, I think they they came close to scoring, though, I think, which would have been the, the highlight of their tournament. Um, but obviously now the, the remaining games uh, against Senegal and Netherlands, probably not a whole lot of opportunity to get goals in, in those two teams. So uh, not what Qatar was hoping for. You know, the shenanigans may have started a little too soon. Um, but you did call Ecuador, and you also called out your boy, Enter Valencia. So I'll let you do your victory lap there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, the number on him was just too good to pass up. He's plus 205 when we gave him out. Um, I actually locked him in around that number. So it's pretty happy about it. And like I said, you love to start the tournament off with a win. And I think you love to 
have a game go how you think it's going to go. And I, I think that's the theme for you and I over the first couple of games. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other one in that group, um, the Netherlands taking on Senegal, uh, you know, that was a, a tough cagey match from yeah. what we saw, um, you know, the Dutch scoring what in about the 85th minute or so. To yeah. It was a slow burn. They, they picked up two, yeah, two goals in like the last 10 minutes or so. Um, well, I say last 10 minutes, but stoppage time has been lasting 10 minutes. So it's probably closer to like 15. Um, but they did get two, two goals there. They, you know, that probably puts them well uh, in good shape to, to win the group. Kind of what we were expecting after Sadio Mane was, was ruled out for the, yeah. the opening stage of the World Cup. So um, that seems to be all right on track. I don't think we're going to see any surprises in this group. Um, I think we're probably going to no. see Netherlands win. I'm going to guess Senegal will beat Ecuador. Um, that'll probably be the one that determines who gets through. And Qatar is just going to be everybody's punching bag. So try to get your goal differential up on the, on Qatar. So that way, if you get a, a comes to the tiebreaker, um, you might be able to kind of squeak through. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So I know one, one thing we did highlight, um, I know we didn't bet it and we didn't really give it out as a lock, but we were probably expecting a few more goals in that Dutch game. Um, are you worried all, at all about this team? I mean, I don't think we're worried about them getting out of the group, but uh, will they struggle to score goals? Hold on. We did not say that because we talked about the center halves, Koulibaly and Virgil van Dijk anchoring that defense. So we definitely would not have given out the over in the Dutch Senegal game. I'm sorry. We highlighted the over and I'm like, we're saying like, Hey, oh. total is to play in this game. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I didn't say we were yes. necessarily advocating for the over. Uh, the okay. over was actually plus money. So I think the under was probably the play there yeah. that we talked about, but okay. um, you know, is it, is it going to be a thing where, you know, this team is going to struggle to score goals or is it exactly what we expected just for match one? No, I'm, I don't know that they're going to, I mean, everybody's struggling to score goals except for the you know select few, right. With the England's and Spain's of the world. But um, I, I don't think they'll struggle against the teams that they need to be. But when it comes down to if they play one of those big teams, you know, when, if, when they get out of the, the group stages, then yeah, I could see them getting blanked and, and, and losing in that fashion. Okay. All right, let's move on to group B. Um, this was, <laughs> this is our first full day together in Vegas. I think, um, you know, where we were able to sit down, we, we took our notes from the recording last week, we were able to sit there and handicap what we wanted to do. Um, and, and the two bets that stood out to Scotty and I initially, we tweeted about it, we we talked about it last week, was the over in that England game. And the prop bet of the day was over seven and a half, six and a half goals. I forget even what it was. Six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half goals. Okay. Six and a half. Um, yep. So we love those. You know, we definitely expected England to take care of business. Um, they did that in spades. We actually hit both of those bets on this game alone. Uh, so that was definitely fun to wake up to. The question is, is England really that good or is Iran just that poor? No, I think uh, I think England is that good. I mean, uh, when we talked about uh, Iran with the, um, the Scuff podcast guys, uh, they mentioned that you know this Iran team is going to be kind of a cagey team, and then they'll probably be able to to sneak out a result against one of these these uh, three other uh, teams in the group. So it could be USA, it could be Wales. Um, I think England is that good, honestly. I mean, it, we kind of you know we're poking fun at you know who their their scoring options are going to be. Is it going to be? Um, Sterling, who we know has been poor finishing, is it going to be Graylish or whatever? But I think the the key point here is that the evolution of Harry Kane from you know dominant goal scorer to now what he's been kind of doing in Spurs this season is being a little more passive and creating these opportunities yeah. is working really well. Um, I know he left the match I think like in the 70th minute with an ankle injury, but it seems like he's going to be fine uh, for the game against uh, USA tomorrow. Um, so I think England is good. You know they they came out um, they they 
showed up in spades, um, yep. putting up six goals. Again, there's maybe only two other teams that I can kind of claim that right now. So, um, you know, shout out to them. And, and again, I don't think Iran's going to be a walkover. They picked up two goals themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare against Wales on Friday. Yeah. And, and speaking of Wales, um, you know, we had a, a pretty fun experience with that game. We were at the sports book at the Cosmopolitan. Um, if you guys ever get out to Vegas, I highly recommend that sports book. Just because aesthetically, it's absolutely gorgeous. The layout is perfect. It's a square yep. bar where you can see the game from wherever you are. Um, the service at the bar was second to none. Um, yep. We got we felt pretty good about that one. Um, so disappointing game for USA. Um, you know, I, I think this is a game that Scotty had right. Um, you know, you, you had that draw no bet on Wales. I think Wales very easily could have won that game. Um in the United States, it's one of those things where they didn't really capitalize on some of the ball that they had in the first half. Um, you know, for me, Pulisic just trying to do a little too much. Um, I don't know that his best position is out there on the left wing. I, I think he really, really struggled to beat that first man, whether it was dribbling or whether it was trying to get a ball into the box. Same thing with his set pieces. He was really under hitting everything. He did wind up getting the assist for the goal. Um, but USA didn't really generate all that much going forward. And tactically, I think they just fell apart in that second half and got overrun. Yeah, I think that was pretty much what we expected from from the U.S. team. I mean, they did have that. Obviously, the goal was off of a well, uh, well-crafted counterattack. Uh, way I had a nice finish there. So I think that's kind of the goals that we, we sort of expected. But they really did struggle to create solid chances. You know, they created a, you know, a, a handful of, you know, shot in the dark chances i'd say and then they also had instances where their finishing was just not great so um about par for the course i think the, the key question there is you know that that seems to be persisting is why isn't giovanni reina starting you know if, if you're looking for uh, somebody to help create chances that asked. guy seems Absolutely. to be <clears throat> the key piece there um but yeah i mean you know i said it in the second half as i i we're, Wales are down one right now at the at this point. I, said, I still feel like I have the right bet because they were controlling possession. They were definitely creating more of the chances going forward. Bale was, you know, looking pretty uh, dangerous. So uh, when they finally got that equalizer, things felt like they'd shifted, you know, definitely in, in Wales' favor. And, and I thought that, you know, my worst case scenario at that point was going to be a push, uh, which is what ended up being the result. But I definitely think Wales could have potentially pulled that out in, in the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, USA, you know, fortunate to hang on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the odds in a second, but yes or no question, either team, can they upset England or get a result of any way? I think they can get a result if you're looking at a draw. I mean, especially if you're looking at if uh, if if England beat USA tomorrow and they have six points um, and they don't have a whole lot to play for in game three, I can see Wales getting a draw uh, or okay. even maybe even win, especially if Wales needed it to, to advance. So Okay, fair. And speaking of upsets, let's talk about the biggest upset so far in the tournament, maybe ever, uh, and that is Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. I think they were plus 2,200 um, in most books, anywhere from plus 1,800 to plus 2,200. So um, absolutely unreal. I know you and I gave out this pick last week. Um, we were both on an Argentina team total. We absolutely expected Argentina to come out and score goals, kind of what they did. Uh, Messi penalty kick within, what, six or seven minutes? It's the 10th um, minute, yeah. 10th minute, okay. They had two goals um, brought back for VAR, and they just never really recovered. Um, and I, I think credit to Saudi Arabia. I don't think you or I had them um, having the capability of scoring two goals in this game. I know I certainly didn't, but I think you and I definitely did have Argentina having issues. Um, they're an older squad. And that definitely showed here, and they just didn't 
they didn't have it when they needed to get a goal, at least for the draw or, or you know, two to get that win. They certainly had the time to do it. Yeah, not the best lineup that we saw either. You know, when we see Di Maria starting and, and it was got I get I get it, but at the same time, you know, you have better options that you can bring in. Not having Julian Alvarez starting, I think, is another interesting yeah. piece because he's looked really good when he's been playing for City. We know that there's a lot of um, you know, pace that he he brings to the side. So that could be an interesting option for them moving forward. But yeah, you know, this is the exact opposite. That this was the second morning that we woke up to, and first morning we were super hyped. We had a lot of winners. We had a lot, you know, tickets to cash before we even hit breakfast. And then this one, we were expecting some winners and some tickets to cash for breakfast, and we had nothing. We had to go pay pay for our coffee and donuts and, and pennies and nickels because <laughs> we were running low on coin. Um, no, but yeah, definitely the the biggest uh, upset of the tournament thus far. Still plenty of time to go, and if we've seen anything from these early games, there are upsets to be had. So. Yeah. Um, definitely will be more coming up our, our way in the next few days, I'm sure. Yeah, and in one of those upsets, and when I say upset, I mean, I think that's me and Scott being upset at the result, and that was Poland-Mexico. Um, you know, that was a, a big game that we highlighted last week. Loved Poland in this one. Um, we got them to draw no bet. They were actually plus money. So when we gave it out, it was minus 110. The line actually moved. We got them at plus 105. Um, and they... I mean, should have won the game. Neither team looked great. Let's call that what it is. But, I mean, Poland should win this game, right? They had better chances. They had a penalty kick. And Lewandowski just, uh, I think you and I, you know, we we both knew it. We saw this man line up. We saw him run up. And neither of us felt good about it. And, and credit to Ochoa. That dude is a beast. But just not a well-taken penalty kick. Yeah, Ochoa might be, like, one of the greatest international team goalies of, like, the last 30 years. I mean, this guy just continuously shows up for Mexico and carries them through in, in places where they probably just don't deserve to. Um, yeah. You know, when we were placing these bets the night before it was a head scratcher where, you know, we knew something was going on because I think you said that the line for like Poland team total over one and a half was like plus two Yeah. you know, Lewandowski being one of the better, you know, forwards in this tournament, anytime goal scorer was plus 185. There was something that was off. Uh, but at the same time, numbers too good to pass up. So we did lock it in. I think we were very heavy on on all things Poland in this. Yep. Um, so not getting that that goal from or from the PK on Lewandowski was a, a big, uh, big deflating event for us because uh, I think that would have pretty much cemented a, a winning week for us, regardless of what happened. But yeah. um, didn't get it. You know, we lived to, to to die another day with the draw no bet. You know, got our money back there, yeah. uh, but still. That PK is going to haunt me for for a couple couple more. No, weeks. no doubt about it. That was brutal. So, so two, a couple questions coming out of this group before we move on: Is Argentina still one of the favorites of this tournament, or have they been a little bit overvalued, as argued on this podcast? You can't say they're a favorite in the tournament anymore because if they don't get a win against Mexico, I mean they're they're done, right? I mean, if if they draw Mexico or, or even lose, I think that they're in a really tough spot. So. Um, Definitely not a favorite of the tournament anymore. Can they still get out of this group? Yes, but they have to, you know, rebound quickly. You know, not a whole so, lot of turnaround time to fix things. So that's the question, right? Does does Mexico, you know, build on this result against Poland is a good thing, right? You maybe escape the game with a point, or maybe you feel like you deserve the point. Either way, Argentina is reeling. Can Mexico get a result, or are they just going to be the whipping boy uh, of Argentina as they wake up? I mean, if Ochoa continues to play the way he's been playing. Absolutely. Because again, he can keep Mexico in the game. Um, you know, when we were talking about doing our, our World Cup preview, you know, we were breaking down forwards, midfielders and defenders. We forgot 
or just didn't mention goalies, which is a big miss on our side because we're yeah. seeing now just how important good goalkeeping is. And, and, you know, no better examples of that is the goalkeeping for Mexico and the goalkeeping for Argentina. Um, those are the, you know, two completely different ends of the spectrum. And you can see, uh, you know, Mexico earning a point more than they should have. And, and Argentina, maybe at least one point, because I think, you know, the second goal was a nice goal, but he you know, keeper got a hand on it. Maybe mm-hmm. could have had a, a little better of a, of an effort there. Maybe they get a point there or, or yeah. even more, more. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think Mexico can, can certainly get a result. Uh, Ochoa's going to continue to play well, but, uh, I do think they're probably gonna have to score at least one goal in that match. Cause I don't know that Ochoa can keep a clean sheet against no. Messi and, and the rest. No doubt. All right. Then group D, um, I think, uh, I- the surprise result is uh, Tunisia holding Denmark. I think um, we probably, I, I know I did. I identified Denmark as, um, you know, what I thought would be a winner in this game. I, I did not actually bet it. So I'm happy about that. That feels like a win. Um, but do you think this result here gives Australia or Tunisia a little bit of hope of getting out of this group? I think it probably gives Australia more hope than anything. Australia drew the the short straw here and having to play France yeah. in their opening match. Um, they did well. I mean, they opened the scoring or had a, a one nothing lead for quite a bit of time. And there were some chances after that. Yeah, they did. I mean, they looked fine. I, I think there was a, the, the readings coming into this was that they were kind of trying to find their way again. Um, a couple of their, their key players, Cahill had retired from international duty. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to see what the next, next uh, evolution of the squad would look like. And, you know, I think they can, hold their heads up high again for one loss is, is tough to look at when you're looking at the final score but i don't think that's really what the you know the match kind of reflected overall i think uh, australia were in it more than than the final score line might say um so I, I think there's definitely hope there i mean australia versus tunisia i think australia can certainly get a result there and if you hit, yeah. get three points in, in any of these matches all you need is one draw to, to have a, a shot advancing so um Denmark yeah not looking sharp um no. when we previewed this matchup we kind of stayed away from it we said the only thing we were really looking for was maybe a, a, a Christian Eriksen goal so mm-hmm. obviously that didn't happen but um you know Denmark is is not exactly the the strongest of of I'll call it like the pot two teams um that right. you could have drawn here um you know even looking at group C where you're looking at Argentina Mexico and Poland are both in similar, if not better, stances than than Denmark, I would say, yeah, um, in terms of, of where they are right now. So uh, if you're Australia and, and you just got beat down 4-1, that stinks. But I think the way that you played, you can definitely project, you know, a result against Tunisia. And then all, all it matters is, hey, can you kind of recreate what Tunisia did against Denmark and, and get a draw there? And you, you might be able to advance. Something to build on, for sure. All right. So let's move on to Group E, the second biggest upset. Maybe, I mean... I don't think you or I necessarily view this as a big of upset as it is, but um, in terms of numbers, massive, massive upset. Japan with two late goals over Germany. Um, Germany pretty dominant early on in this game, but who's going to score the goals for this team? Yeah, Germany definitely lacking that true center forward. I mean, we said that coming into this, you know, no Timo Werner in this tournament. Um, they don't really have that, that true striker. They're going to be relying on, I think, Havertz right now, so... Not a not a you know overwhelmingly positive start for Germany, but I can you know watching that match again. The the two goals came in the last you know twenty minutes or so. It was right after my boy Takumi Minamino came on, so maybe a little correlation Gosh. there. Um, but they the 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 midfielders were creating chances. They were shooting. I, I think uh, Muziala had a couple chances that he just you know basically whiffed on. Um, so it wasn't like 
Germany was struggling to to have opportunities in the box. I think those will start to go in the back of the net more often than not as they kind of get settled in a bit more. Uh, but kudos to Japan for getting the result when they needed to or, or when they had the opportunity to, I should say, because uh, a lot of times those teams will kind of just sit back and sit back and, hey, you know, maybe you get that equalizer and you say, okay, maybe we just get a point against Germany. Let's just take that point and you know, that still puts us in a good position to advance. Um, but correct to them, they kept going and then they got the winner. So uh, you got to tip your cap to Japan and what they were able to do. No, 100%. And I think uh, one thing I do want to point out, the two bets that we talked about last week, I don't know that we necessarily gave them out. I don't want to toot our horns too much, but Germany, first half money line, I think that was a winner, right? And then uh, we also talked about Japan plus one was even money and that that would be a good bet. And turns out that that was a winning bet. So yep. um, credit to Japan. And now, you know, if you can go in and beat Costa Rica, you're you're basically you're through, through to the next round. <laughs> yeah, you're through. Six points will get you through. So, and so Costa Rica, uh, I mean, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk there next. I don't think that, yeah. that they're going to put up much of a, a fight. Um, no. They, you know, this was definitely, we talked about Qatar maybe being the worst team, and that probably is still true, but this was by far the the weakest yeah. result uh, for any team. Uh, I think they had 18% possession, so Spain just completely dominated from minute one through the final whistle, um, got seven goals to their names. You saw a lot of the young guys showing out, Pedri and, and, and Gavi. Gavi, I think, was uh, picked up a, the goal, and, and I think he has now like the, the record for Spain, his youngest goal scorer, World Cup goal scorer. So um, Spain looking like a wagon uh, right yeah. now. I mean, it could be just Spain or it could be uh, Costa Rica being poor. Well, I guess both. we'll find out, but uh you know in a, in a tournament right now where, where teams are struggling to score goals uh, especially today as we record uh only one goal so far in the three games although i see ronaldo's about to take a pk which would oh. put me halfway to my ronaldo two plus goal prop um spain looks like they can do that and uh, i think a key part of that i don't think did, did Morata start in this one i don't think he did right i don't, I don't believe he did no so and that might to... be yeah because when we were talking about you know I think we were looking at props here for um, team to, or player to score the most goals for their teams. I think we talked fair on Torres because if it's not going to be Morata, it's going to be Torres and he picked up two himself. So um, Spain definitely, you know, looking like a, maybe where Argentina is dropping off as a favorite to win this, maybe Spain is kind of picking up some of that steam. Yeah, let's see. I mean, you know, the game against Germany is going to be the one that tells the story, right? Um, if if they come out and I don't even necessarily think they need to dominate, but if they come out and, and get a win and that's the next game, right? That's on yeah. Sunday. Um, if they win that game and, and we'll get into it in a second, I mean, they automatically, in my eyes, become the favorite out of Europe to to, you know, make something happen here. Them or France. Uh, I think you still have to watch and see what France does because, you know, a 4-1 victory over Australia, we're trying to pump up Australia. It's still a good result for France, yeah, no right. doubt about it. So right. I think, right. yeah, if, if if Spain beat Germany, then I think you're looking at France and Spain as like the one-two out of Europe and yeah. taking on Brazil and then maybe one other team to be that, that you know, semifinal favorites. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then Group F, uh, the last completed match day before today, uh, Croatia-Morocco, that was an absolutely fucking stinker. Um, I'm sorry that I gave out Croatia even money. I thought that was a fucking no-doubter. Did not seem like it was close to ever hitting. Um, I, I think that, you know, Croatia's midfield definitely controlled some of that game, but there was no way, you know, they didn't ever look like scoring, at least in what I saw. Yeah, they, they were looking kind of desperate. passing. Yeah, they looked kind of desperate. I mean, Perisic had that nice shot from outside the box, but again, if that goes in, that's a, an incredible goal. But it's not something you're you should be banking on happening regularly. Um, you know, Modric was doing his part. I think he was creating pretty well. Uh, it's just again, you know, they they lack that 
true striker that kind of Germany is struggling with too. Um, you, you'd like to think that if they had somebody there that could put up top, you know, maybe they get at least one of those chances and then they get the three points here, but also credit to Morocco. You know, I was trying to, you know, hype up Morocco in our preview. Yeah. I think they yeah. showed out um, and they did exactly what I thought they'd do. They, they were really fast on the counter. They definitely had a uh, lethality, you know, whenever they were you know running in towards Croatia's goal, they just kind of mm-hmm. lacked that final touch. Um, yeah. Didn't quite get it in, into the back of the net, but uh, I think Morocco absolutely has, you know, every opportunity to kind of, you know, continue that, that, that trend and maybe get a result against the Canada or, or even Belgium who, you know, I don't think they looked Did great look against Canada. No. Um, no. Canada almost, I, I think almost looked the better team. Um, yes, I think just couldn't, you know, couldn't get the shots on target. Uh, that was the struggle. Uh, I think what they had one shot on target on like 16 attempts, something like that. It was a really crazy number. So it was definitely one of the things that we highlighted, um, you know, when we previewed the games and, and when we previewed Canada themselves, um, the talent is there. I think they definitely suffered more from first game jitters than maybe we anticipated, uh, no, you know, for sure. Missed that penalty in the, in the first half. I mean, that was, you know, Scotty tweeted it out, man, that we were both on this over. That's where overs go to die. You yeah. can't hit a, a, you know, a 30th minute penalty. Uh, it is a fucking uphill battle. Yeah, I think it was like a 15th over. minute penalty. Yeah, even, they even had really they had like two other was. penalty shouts later on too that, yeah. that didn't come to fruition. So yeah, once you miss that, the vibes are off. There's there's nothing. I mean, that's that's a best case scenario, two goal game, and you can just get to like live with the the what ifs for the rest of the tournament. But um, yeah, it's they definitely had their opportunities. You know, there are a couple potential controversial PKs, but in my mind, this doesn't carry any logic in my mind if you miss your first pk you don't really get to des- feel like you should be deserving of other Agreed. penalties coming Agreed. in that's, like being that's different, just different from a spending standpoint i'm with you yes and there, i guess there are a lot of questions you know davies took the pk should have been david clearly no doubt could shouldn't have been davies at the very least because he, he missed it but uh interesting choices there all around yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, what we said still reigns true, right? Belgium has to be considered as an over team, right? They gave seven or eight questionable plays on defense throughout the course of the game, right? Where Canada very easily could get a goal. And I think that, um, you know, Belgium is still good for at least one goal every game. So we are definitely still on this team as an overs team. Yeah. And the other um, weird thing about this game too, was you know, my, my projection of the overs on this was based on, Belgium having the majority of possession and Canada having opportunities to counter. I guess Belgium did have majority of possession of like 53% possession, something like that, but it was not the overwhelming majority that I was kind of anticipating. And so there were fewer counter opportunities for Canada than I was hoping for. Cause I figured that speed with Canada getting behind Belgium's back line would have been a, a big troublemaker. It just never really happened because yeah. Belgium was constantly kind of set back in their defensive formation. No, for sure. Um, and then just to, to quickly take everybody through the games that are today, Scotty mentioned Portugal is now up one nothing in the 70th minute. Ronaldo just scored a penalty kick. Um, tough way to our for Ghana. Plus, plus 700. Ronaldo scored two plus goals. I'm, I'm on that go. right now, so I just need one more. I hope he gets it. Um, Switzerland uh, was a 1-0 winner against Cameroon. Uh, I myself was on Cameroon plus one, so I have a draw in that match. Cameroon actually looked the side from um, what I saw. More shots on goal. Um, you know, about 50-50 possession. I thought that they they generated some good chances, but Switzerland made it happen. And then Uruguay and South Korea, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that there were zero shots on goal in that game. That was just an absolute fucking stinker. There was actually one shot on goal in that game, but yeah, may have well not been a shot on goal. Um, didn't get a, 
opportunity to watch this one as we were still on West Coast time zones and sleeping through with the day. But uh, yeah, disappointing result. I've been high on Uruguay. I still think they can advance, but um, you know, the inability to generate goals against yeah. this team does not uh, bode well for I mean, them. Stop me if you've heard me say this before, but I, I think the four three three does not suit this team. I think there's um there's too much talent for them to play in such a limited attacking formation. Yeah. Just yeah, my that's thoughts. Probably fair. <clears throat> so uh, I think hopefully they'll make a couple of adjustments uh, and you know, maybe get a result in their next game. So um the only one that is not completed at the time of this recording is Brazil and Serbia. Um, you guys know I am very high on Brazil. I think they take care of business. Um, the world is high on Serbia. Let's see. Let's see. Very interested to see what happens in that one, but hopefully it will not be the 0-0 or 1-0 snooze fest. Yeah, it can't be. Can't be. Um, so let's get in to match day two, Scotty. Uh, games start kicking off tomorrow. That is Friday, depending on when you are listening to this. So um, a couple of Pretty solid games, Wales, Iran, Qatar, Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and of course, England, United States. What are you liking in this this round of fixtures? Anything big? Uh, you know, I want to take Wales again. Um, you know, plus 110 on the money line against Iran. I think this is the game that they have to win, right? If they don't, if they mm-hmm. get a draw here, I think that effectively will eliminate them from the group. So I'm kind of looking at that one as a possibility. Senegal minus 155 is a crazy number um, against Qatar. You know, we don't expect this Qatar team to put up much of a fight. Um, I figured if Sadio Mane was playing, then this would be like a minus 200 number. But even without that, they should be able to get the result, um, especially coming off the loss against Netherlands, similar position as Wales, where they need something here. So So I have great news for you. That line has moved even more into our favor. They are currently minus 150. And that is 100% the game that I've identified. I think that they get off. In this one, they probably put in a similar result to what Ecuador did, a two or three nothing win. So awesome. I'm 100% yeah. with you. That's probably the pick of, of, of Friday then. It's, it's minus 150, so you're not going to get a whole lot back, but I think that's the one that makes the most sense. If you want to bet something in, in England, USA, I mean, more power to you. The over is two, over two and a half is minus 120. I think that's probably yeah, where I would that's, go. That's where I was um, going as well. So if you're looking to bet something at well on Black Friday and you want to you know sit at home and and root for the squad, you can at least root for the over. Yeah, and and I think one thing that we identified that um I, I know I think you and I both took was United States over two and a half goals for the tournament. Um, so they basically need a goal in every single game. They got a goal in that first game. I think they probably do get one in this game. I think they're going to be juiced up, amped up. Um, you know they always seem to play England a little bit better than they are. And, and England conceded two to Iran to start with. Right. You got to right. figure so, USA should get one. So I think the USA gets a goal in this game. And, you know, if there's going to be a big upset and, and the numbers aren't, uh, England's only a minus 170 favorite. I figured they'd be a little bit bigger than that. If USA is going to pull the shock upset, they need two goals. There's no doubt about it. So I think either way, there's two goals in this game, uh, or excuse me, three plus goals in this game. Um, I, I really like that over minus 120. Yeah, and as we're talking, Ghana just equalized with Portugal. No way, one one. Yep, True that story. is huge for your boy Ronaldo to get another penalty. Let's hope. <laughs> um, and then yeah, the last game uh, on Friday, Netherlands Ecuador. I'm gonna stay away from this game. Um, I don't really know what to expect. I, I would like to think Netherlands with their two a win against Senegal, although not overly convincing, should get it done. Um, they're minus one twenty five, but. They left it late against Senegal. Uh, Ecuador didn't look terrible against Qatar, but again, at the same time, it's Qatar. So hard to really figure out what that means. So I'm going to stay away from this one. 
I agree. I think if you're a believer in Ecuador and, you know, they might be a little bit better than we gave them credit for uh, plus half a goal is plus 110. Uh, you know, I'm with you, Scotty. I'm staying away from this one. Would love to see them pull the upset or get a draw. That'd be cool. But, um, you know, I don't really have enough faith to give it out as a lock. Yeah, fair um, enough. So let's move on to Saturday. We have Tunisia, Australia, Poland, Saudi Arabia, France, Denmark, and Argentina, Mexico. Um, a lot of teams that need points in this one. What, what do yeah. you make of it? My, if if I'm picking one, this is going to be the one that I'm going to circle. I want everyone to take this. Uh, France on the money line. I'm seeing it right now as minus 120. You could let me know if that's changed against Denmark. Again, France looked really good against Australia. Denmark with the tr- the the draw against Tunisia, not super sharp. Uh, I don't see how France don't win this one. Um, we did finally win our first bet on France while yes. in Vegas, minus yes. one and a half. So I think we may be allowed to bet France again yes. until they yes. prove otherwise. So and if you guys remember, anybody who's listened to us at all knows that France is our like Juventus of international teams. They're the team that we can never seem to get right. But this line almost seems too good to be true. It did move slightly. They're minus 130. Um, so not, not as good, but um, there's absolutely no way that they don't get this game done and, and cruise on to round two. Denmark just looks listless so i am 100 percent with you on this one yeah and then if you're looking for maybe something else uh team or not team total um uh, total in uh tunisia versus australia under two and a half is minus 155 okay uh it's not a lot of juice again but i think that's got to be another one of those games where we've been talking about this these games yeah. seem to be going zero zero or like six goals this is definitely more of a zero zero game to me so yeah. um i kind of like that one as well yeah, um, let's talk about Argentina. I mean, I, I think the number is not great, but it's about as good of a number as you're going to get on Argentina ever. They're minus 170 on the money line. They are very clearly a better team than Mexico. They need the win. Um, do you think Argentina minus 170 is a solid play here, or do you not trust them? I don't. I mean, how can you? I can't trust them right now. Um, again, especially with with you know Mexico showing up against Poland, so I don't want to get burnt on betting against Mexico twice in a row. That's a tough one. Um, what I will say though is, if you're looking to uh, put something on this game, both teams to score yes is plus one hundred five. Yeah. Um, so Argentina conceding two, obviously to uh, Saudi Arabia already. Yeah likely to ship a goal against Mexico here. Uh, and then as long as you think Mexico can get on the score sheet, you should be pretty good there. So that's well, the interesting thing too game. is um, the over two and a half is plus one Oh five as well. So same number. And this worked in reverse fashion for us. I mean, I know we talked about the team total is the best bet last game. I also had Argentina minus minus one fifty. Uh the over in that game over two and a half. I, I didn't talk about it because I thought it was a given if, you know, Argentina is going to score three, the over hits, right? Um, so I did have that, and Saudi Arabia wound up getting the job done for us. So even if Mexico gets a goal or, or they can pull a shock upset, two goals, uh, this over is definitely in play. So plus 105, um, you know, I, I like either of those, quite honestly. Okay. I think Mexico needs a goal. They If they don't get a goal, they're out of the tournament, right? Definitely, 100%. So with you there. Um, let's move on to Sunday. Japan, Costa Rica, Belgium, Morocco, Croatia, Canada, and Spain, Germany. Um, I'm going to say there's almost two marquee games in this one. Uh, I think that Croatia-Canada matchup is absolutely pivotal. And then, of course, Spain, Germany. So is there anything you've identified in this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I like Canada. I think they showed up again. I think they'll show up again. Um, Whether or not they can get the win remains to be seen. But Canada plus 160 
against a Croatian team that was really struggling to create quality chances uh, in their their opening match uh, against Morocco. I kind of like that. Uh, you, you're protected on the draw. Plus 160 is a pretty good payout yeah, for a that's win. A, that's a draw, no bet, just to, to clarify. Yep, sorry. Yep, draw no yep. bet, plus 160. Um, and just got to figure, hey, can they, can they, you know, finish off their chances? Maybe they settle in a bit better or a bit more. Should be enough. I'll, I'll do you one better. Uh, Canada, double chance, plus half of the goal is minus 130. I think that's a absolutely unreal number. And I, I'm almost a believer that they get that win. I am hundred uh, percent. So, so I think if you're a Canadian better, you got to take the draw no bet because you need that extra extra payment. But if you're just a neutral fan, maybe you go draw draw no. Uh, sorry, you go double chance. Hell yeah, absolutely. And then Spain Germany. Um, so Spain, rightfully so, as we mentioned, is a, um, a little bit of a favorite here. They're plus one thirty five. Germany plus one ninety. Draw plus two sixty. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid number. What, what do you make of this game? Is Spain just going to take care of business and knock Germany out of the tournament? Or, you know, do you think Germany's not well, getting the respect they deserve here? There's going to be goals of plenty. I mean, over two and a half is minus 150. So again, I would take an over, but that minus yep. 150, that's almost a little, a little. Hey, too, a uh, winning bet is a winning bet as we've true, seen in this right. tournament. Free money is free money. Uh, both teams to score is minus 180. So they're expecting goals to come every which way. Uh, it's tough to, to say that Germany is going to get this win here. I think, you know, obviously a, a win for Spain pretty much guarantees them top of the group. So yep. uh, I don't know that I want to bet on Germany right now. Um, they the, the, the lack of true goal scoring up top is a concern. And Spain has already proven that they can get it done in spades. So uh, in, a, in a shootout type game, which is what the books are looking at right now, I would definitely yeah, you give favor Spain, Spain a favor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the only thing I, you know, I'd like to see Germany you know, continue what they started to do in the first half against Japan, uh, put a little bit of pressure on Spain's defense. Let's see what Spain's defense is made of. I mean, we know Germany doesn't have the best forwards in the world, but if they can get a little possession in that final third, create some chances, put some balls into the box and on net, let's see how Spain reacts. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if, if Spain wins this game, man, I am an absolutely a believer. I, I think, you know, they, they have a pretty solid, young, complete team. So should be a fun one to watch. Definitely. Yeah, this is going to be the, I think, of match day two. This will probably be the, the key matchup outside of, you know, USA, England, if you're in the U.S., will probably be the big one. But right. anywhere outside of this is going to be the one that everyone's watching. Yeah, no doubt. And then um, on Monday, we have... Oh, hold up. We got to talk Belgium-Morocco. Oh, I missed Belgium it. Sorry. Is, Belgium is plus 100 against Morocco. Money oh, line. I'm how? taking that all day long. Wait, that, that doesn't make sense. It is Belgium plus 100, even money against Morocco. I'm taking that. There you go. That is our, that's our result. That's our lock of Sunday. I'm with you. Lock it in. Um, And then moving on to Monday, Cameroon, Serbia, South Korea, Ghana, Brazil, Switzerland, and Portugal, Uruguay. Um, Of this group, we have not seen everybody play completely. So um, these odds could potentially change a lot, but I think uh, right now, Serbia is a favorite. Um, Ghana and South Korea looks like a toss-up. Brazil, as you would imagine, is a massive favorite against Switzerland. And uh, Portugal, Uruguay, Portugal is a, a two-to-one favorite at this point. So um, tough to tough to give out a read on any of these games, but is there anything, Scotty, that you've looked at? Yeah, I mean, if you – well, Nick, I'll tell you what you should be betting because you don't believe in Uruguay. As Portugal is now up 3-1 against Ghana, you should be taking Portugal even Didn't money Ronaldo against – 
No, unfortunately, it looked like it was layout just scored, and I think maybe ah. Bruno Fernando scored the second. Okay. Um, so we are still waiting on the the second Ronaldo goal to hit my plus seven hundred prop. But uh, to that point, Portugal looks like they're getting it done now against Ghana. Um, Uruguay couldn't get it done against South Korea. Could be ripe for the picking right now. Portugal will win there again, depending on what happens in the South Korea Ghana match, would likely get them the top of the group. So you should be taking Portugal. An interesting one is, you know, do we believe in that South Korea result against Uruguay is a reflection of South Korea being maybe better than we expected? Or is it more Uruguay being not as as sharp as we expected? Because if you believe yeah, so- in the former, I think money line plus 180 against this Ghana team, which is clearly overmatched by Portugal. That's where I was really going. Number. Yep. I agree. I, I think that's a good shout. Um, I was trying to see what they are going to be here on the on the goal line spread. Give me one second. Um, to pull it up, I can't can't seem to find it here. While you do that, I'll give you my total for this for for Monday. Cameroon versus Serbia over two and a half uh, is plus one hundred five right now. Uh, Serbia should be able to get a couple goals against Cameroon, but I also think Cameroon can chip in. Uh, I think Abubakar is waiting. I think this is a good yeah. op- opportunity for him to to get that uh, that international goal in the World Cup stage. So I will um, say Serbia has moved to a minus one forty five favorite. Um, just. Anecdotally. Um, okay. Noted. No, no yeah, I'm, I'm with you though, man. I, I think um, Portugal's a good, I, I probably like the over in that game. Um, I mean, I, I think that Portugal has shown they could score. Um, we, we definitely expected them to. I think they were a little bit disrespected um, by the books. And I think Uruguay is due, right? They didn't look great today, but I think that coach will have to make some adjustments and the talent is there. Um, so I probably like the over in that game more than I like a side. I think okay. that, um, you know, is Portugal at even money or plus 105 a great number? I think it definitely is. If, they, you know, they could win that game, would not surprise me in the slightest. But Uruguay is a tough, scrappy team, and they don't give up goals easily. So um, I, I think it could be, a you know, a 2-1 game that could quite honestly go in either direction. And I don't I don't know that Portugal um, is going to, you know, wear them down the same way that they're wearing down Ghana right now and, and you know, having that 80th minute onslaught. Just my I, take. I can get behind that. Um, and then in the other match, Brazil-Switzerland, I'm not touching. Uh, Brazil right now, minus 230. Favorite, I, Switzerland, yeah, they won their opener, but I, I don't think they'll get a result there. Um, if you really want to believe in Switzerland, you might like look at them at the spread at plus one, but uh, not much for me to, to take in this match. So I think I'll keep my money, you know, more so around South Korea over in Cameroon, Serbia on Monday, and maybe a little bit on Portugal, depending on on how things shake out. But if you want to take the total on that one, by all means, I'll support you on that. Yeah, so over two and a half is minus 145. Um, I mean, I think it's a good bet. I think a Brazil team total very well could be in play. Um, see if we can pull that up pretty quickly. I don't know if it's out yet. Um, Brazil team total goals. Now it's, it's tough. Over two and a half is plus 160, but, um, you know, Swiss – might put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah. I mean, it's a good number. I, I just, if you know. want to bet Brazil, Brazil first half money line is minus 110. I think that's there the way go. to go. That's the bet. I'm with you there. Um, right. So I think that's going to do it. That'll wrap up match day two, guys. Um, thank you so much again for your support. Just, um, you know, make sure that you're following us. We have all of this coverage, we have team previews, um, and we will do it all again for match day three. So uh, share your bet slips and definitely give us a like and follow on social media. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.